and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 202, How Do You See People? So I'm doing something this week that I'm not sure that we have done ever in the podcast history of Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. If we have done it, it was only one time. And I don't, don't even know that we did that. We're going to do a little backtrack. So, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, we had our 200th episode. And so that was a one-off episode where I talked about the history of the podcast and talked about things that weren't a part of our scripture text that we've been going through for ever now. And then last week we jumped back into our story in 2 Samuel 15. We went over a verse or two talking about David and how he was handling Absalom, his son, Absalom's attack. And the word attack, I mean that in how Absalom was trying to undermine David's authority as king, was taking the kingdom out from under him, (coughs) excuse me, and how David responded, and how much different it was than how David responded as a about 15-year-old boy facing Goliath. And so... As I was trying to take us forward into the rest of the text of 2 Samuel 15, I just couldn't. I began to read some extra commentaries, just kept hitting walls. And the reason I was hitting walls was because we weren't supposed to go forward this week. We were supposed to take a look back. So before we took a one-week break and did episode 200, we had talked about the first verses in 2 Samuel 15. Either we did 1 through 11 or 1 through 12. And we're going to look at those same scriptures, but from a totally different perspective this week. Because I think it's important. And I know that there are lessons for us to learn from them. So when we looked at 2 Samuel 15, the first time, we were looking at it from the perspective of the fact that David, king of Israel, was clueless. He had no idea what was going on, not only in his own kingdom, but in his own household. And for years, Absalom had been working right under his nose to take the kingdom from him, and David didn't know it. And so that's where we went from that time, where we looked at it from that perspective and the fact that we need to be aware of our surroundings. We need to be aware of the people who we work with, the people we associate with, the people who we interact with, we need to be wise. We have, if you are a Christ follower, you have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside you. 
which is the embodiment of all wisdom. How in the world should a believer of Christ ever be caught off guard in a situation such as this, unless the Lord had a strategic reason for allowing it? And in this case, it was because David was not paying attention. David was not pursuing the Lord his God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. But now we're going to flip it, and we're going to look at this from Absalom's perspective. So Absalom at this point is David's oldest son because he killed David's oldest son, Amnon. And so we're going to look at this, but I really want to challenge all of us, all of us, to think about how do you see people? How, how do you view them? Not how do you optically through your eyes. No, how do you see them? Do you see each of them as someone for whom Christ died? Or do you see them as a means to an end? This morning I was teaching from the book of Amos, which I will be teaching from for a long time. And God was judging not only Israel, not only Judah, but he was getting ready to judge many of the places, the towns right around them. And one of the recurring themes that we saw quite often was how the people violated God's law, whether they were trying to follow God at all in the beginning or not, but it was a common theme that they were using people. They weren't looking at people as valuable. They were looking at people more like as valuables that they could use as currency to accomplish either getting more money getting something from the people, getting more power. It was eye-opening. And it was a reminder that even though that was a long time ago, we live in a society where it is not only those who are not Christ followers, but even Christ followers struggle with the temptation to use people to gain power, to gain respect, to gain finances, to gain other relationships. Just think about all the ways that either you or you've seen others use people to gain something. A political candidate. Now, first and foremost, not all political candidates are up to no good, even though it's a temptation to think that. They aren't. But there's one particular one that has uh, done quite the good job 
of using people to accomplish his goals. Now, that really didn't narrow it down. You don't necessarily know who I'm talking about because sadly there are many who have done just that. But I was reminded of it earlier this week because something flashed across the TV screen. And the person is now upset at a particular faction because they have awakened, it appears, and have realized how they've been used and are vowing not to let it happen again. It happens every day. Not only in America, all across the world, people are used to accomplish the goals of others. And so let's look at this, and I want you to put on your people glasses, and I want you to see these people as Absalom saw them. And then we're going to talk about how you and I see others. 2 Samuel 15, starting in verse 1, ending in verse 12. Um, we were just going to do 1 through 11, and I added on 12 because I want to name drop somebody that we may be taking on, if not next week, in future weeks. So after this, Absalom bought a chariot and horses. He hired 50 bodyguards to run ahead of him. He got up early one morning and went out to the gate of the city when people brought a case to the king for judgment, Absalom would ask where in Israel they were from, and they would tell him their tribe. Then Absalom would say, You're re you've really got a strong case here. It's too bad the king doesn't have anyone to hear it. I wish I were the judge. Then everyone would bring their cases to me for judgment, and I would give them justice. When people tried to bow before him, Absalom wouldn't let him them. Instead, he took them by the hand and kissed them. Absalom did this with everyone who came to the king for judgment. And so he stole the hearts of all the people of Israel. After four years, four, four, four years that this went on. Hence why we talked about the cluelessness of David. After four years, Absalom said to the king, let me go to Hebron to offer a sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill a vow I made to him. For while your servant was at Geshur in Aram, I promised to sacrifice to the Lord in Hebron if he would bring me back to Jerusalem. All right, the king told him, go and fulfill your vow. So Absalom went to Hebron, but while he was there, he sent secret messengers to all the tribes of Israel to stir up a rebellion against the king. As soon as you hear the ram's horn, he, his message read, you are to say, Absalom has been crowned king in Hebron. He took 200 men from Jerusalem with him as guests, but they knew nothing of his intentions. While Absalom was offering the sacrifices, he sent for Ahithophel. Remember that name. Ahithophel, one of David's counselors who lived in Gilo, Soon, many others also joined Absalom, and the conspiracy gained momentum. How did Absalom see people? In this account, in these 12 verses, 
did you see in any way, shape, or form that Absalom saw anyone as someone he was to serve? The answer would be absolutely not. Did he see the needs of any of them? Absolutely not. All he saw was how they would be, in his mind, a means to the end, which his end was to dethrone his father David, probably embarrass him, because he's going to do that, and make, make himself who he wants himself to be, which that was God. I mean, did you see any reference to God in here that was healthy? I mean, what does he do? He goes to King David and says, Let me go to Hebron to offer a sacrifice to the Lord and fulfill a vow I made to him. For while your servant was at Geshur and Aram, I promised to sacrifice to the Lord in Hebron if he would bring me back to Jerusalem. All right, the king said, go and fulfill your vow. So was it that Absalom truly made a vow to the Lord? We don't know. He might have made a lot of vows just wanting to get back to Jerusalem so badly. But do you really think that that was what he was doing? He was going out of town to prepare to become the king in Hebron so that he could come back to Jerusalem. It wasn't only people that he was trying to use to be his stepping stones. He was even using the name of the Lord, the Lord of Heaven's armies, to accomplish his goals. So let's put that in today's terms. You think about it, and it's not just those who do not know Christ who have the temptation to see people as objects. If if that wasn't the case, the pornography business would have gone out of business. Wouldn't it be nice if that were to happen? We wouldn't have trafficking of sexual trafficking, labor trafficking. Like, we wouldn't have any of that if we didn't have a problem of seeing people, truly seeing them, not as objects, not as someone to be used to accomplish a goal, but seeing people, seeing people as someone for whom Christ died. A few years ago, Christian artist Brandon Heath wrote a song called Give Me Your Eyes. And for a while, that song was everywhere. And there was a reason for it. Because the words were so heartfelt. The video is very good, too. I just watched it a few minutes ago. And you can see the link down in the show notes. But our weekly assignment feature challenge is this. I'm asking you to pray the words from the chorus of Give Me Your Eyes. Now, that's, again, something I've never asked you to do. But as I was listening to the song, 
It's a prayer. The chorus is a prayer. So in the verses, he's he's stating the fact that there, there are all these people around and that he truly is not seeing them. In that song, he wasn't seeing them as objects. It was just the fact that he was not seeing them at all, other than as obstacles to get through the airport. But I want to pray this for myself and pray it on your behalf as well. So please join me in this prayer. Give us your eyes for just one second. Give us your eyes so we can see everything that we keep missing. Give us your love for humanity. Give us your arms for the brokenhearted, the ones that are far beyond our reach. Give us your heart for the ones forgotten. Give us your eyes so we can see. And in Christ's name I pray, amen. We're finishing up a little quickly this week, and that is okay. I have learned in this podcast business that I need to do what God calls me to do on a weekly basis. Basis, speak English. Basis and shut up. That's just how it needs to go. I do not need to go on. I do want to encourage you strongly to go check out the YouTube channel. The link is down in the show notes. I spent quite some time a couple of weeks ago moving over all of my Joshua studies, which is like about 28 of them, if I remember correctly, that are now free to you. They had a price tag on them a few years ago, and I am giving that free to you. So remember, the link is down below. And it's a link that you can share with others, but it's not a link that they can search out. So I'm not charging for you to go to the channel, but I am encouraging you that if you're going to go, please take a moment and share it with others. Because not only do I have the content from the book of Joshua, but I've also added a couple of tidbits over the last week or two. And I will continue to talk with you in little snippets, whether it be from my personal Bible study or it be from just something that I've observed or God is teaching me. So information down below, if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you have questions, you can reach out to me, encouraging others and loving Jesus at gmail.com. You can also check out the link below that says, I want to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This may be your first time happening upon this podcast, and you may have gone, "Woo, that accent, what in the world is that? And it caused you to stop. Please, oh please, oh please, do not end this day without reflecting upon whether you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Information down at the bottom of the show notes regarding the early episodes, what I call the hidden episodes, all of them are on Podbean and most of them are on the other major podcast platforms. So as we sign off each and every week, remember it's always a trust and obey kind of day. <music>